This is 80s Ogilvy. Anatomy of a Song. DC Lee. See the Day. By DC Lee. When you look at me, tell me what you see. Welcome to Edisography and another anatomy of a song of a much-loved 80s classic. And like the Alana Curry one, the anatomy of a song really is the Trojan horse to a wider conversation about their career in the 80s. Now, DC Lee, I was very excited about, as I'd never really heard a long, long interview with her about a time in the 80s and, and specifically about this song. And I recorded this interview last year. I was eager to get this out. Um, but then, yes, my nemesis, John of the Hustle podcast... <laughs> damn you, John. Lovely guy, great inspiration, but damn it. Yeah, a couple of months back, um, as a podcast came up on my, my podcast feed, the latest episode with DC Lee. Oh, damn it again. So I put it on the back burner. I thought I'd give it a while. It's a great conversation. She's so nice. She's lovely. I don't know how much crossover there is in John's episode. I suggest you check his out after listening to this one and compare and contrast. I'm sure his is better. It's really good. Great podcast. I haven't listened to it because I thought... I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it because I thought either he's going to ask a question I've asked. And I thought, oh, well, he asked that question. Or oh, he'll ask a question I didn't ask. It's a good question. I'd be like, oh, I didn't ask that question. So, so uh, anyway, check that out. But first, listen to the anatomy of See the Day with the wonderful DC Lee. This is the start of the interview. So let's start at the beginning. Um, thanks of course. For this. Thanks for giving up your time to do this. because It's I'm my really, pleasure. Because there's certain people I, I've talked to that you know have been interviewed a lot. And then you get to people that haven't been interviewed as much. You think, I want to know their story. Spe- specifically with you, with actually songwriting and creating the music that you did. Uh, specifically this song. So to start off with, like you have the coolest pop star name. Because your name is Diane Seeley. Yeah? S-E-A-L-Y. That's right, yes. E.C. Lee. So that is genius. So y- Yep. 
Yeah, I mean, somebody said to me when I was uh, when I started singing and making music, I was always somebody who, believe it or not, I always liked the idea of having a pseudonym because you know, the, the, you know, I'm a different person on stage to who I am in real life. You know, when I almost recording, it's like acting almost. So it's quite nice to have that pseudonym, and uh, yeah, it did work. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> so when you think of DC Lee, are you thinking of? her rather than you yes definitely definitely Mm -hmm. dc is a she is definitely a little a persona of mine a lot more interesting and exciting than me that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) so am i interviewing dc lee right now diane you are absolutely interviewing dc lee right now hi d (laughs) hi dc (laughs) maybe diane can come out occasionally to answer your. oh she does when it comes to interview she definitely does she definitely comes to the party all right so start in the beginning so we're going to work our way up to when you wrote See the Day, so as, as background. So you first came to the public prominence as a Wham girl. So how yes. did that come about? Okay, so now this is interesting because I'd actually written See the Day before I'd even met Wham. Oh, really? But yeah, but okay, so my... maybe we start with that then first. So, of course, of course, yeah, I'd love to. Logical order. So, the first moment of creation, what was the first initial idea? Of okay, well, I, I, I tell you, this you, you can make of it what you will. This is the way I'll put it to you. Basically, so started off with uh, lots of little bands uh, straight out of college and school and the rest of it. And we got as far as auditioning for different people, but uh, we always got uh, blown out. But what used to, because we were awful, but what (laughs) used to happen was uh, people would say, well, look, you know, your bands are awful and your songs are a bit rubbish, but you got a bit of a voice. So, you know, work on it, work on it. While working on it, I got to work via doing loads of um, like sessions. As you say, back in the 80s, you do a lot of session work. So you work with this band work with that band you know a band needs a vocalist on on an album track etc etc or even a single so you go in you do a set amount of work you get paid for it and occasionally you might if they if those records become you know hits or something and they want to start doing tv appearances you might get called to do that as well as soon as you were on it but it wasn't really something that really ever came up until I met Wham and before I met Wham I managed to land this fantastic job uh, at EMI Publishing as a singer for songwriters who don't sing because there's a lot of songwriters who write some fabulous songs but they're not really vocalists and I got involved with this uh, job and it was a great job because I was singing I was getting paid and it was with a publishing company so I was starting and also singing other people's songs who were songwriters it was really interesting I started to want to write songs because to be honest with you, I was always more just a vocalist. So I can mimic this and mimic that. And I've got a good ear so I can I can mimic notes and I can mimic sounds. And I actually started off at school just mimicking all the what was ever in the charts at the time right. and anything from... Uh, Mark Bolan to, uh, you know, T-Rex and Mark Bolan, all the pop stuff at the time. I'm trying to remember now. They were all brilliant, including, uh, can you believe it? Rod Stewart. He was actually... Yeah, I was a kid listening to him. I used to be singing Maggie, Maggie May all around the place. And we used to go, oh, sing it again. Sing it again. So I just used to mimic uh, the pop song. It's an interesting lyric for a young female to be singing. I know. Can you imagine? I don't even, even think I realised what I was singing, but I just used to mimic his voice. And people just go, oh, I love it. And just, I just used to keep doing that. But you turned into a lover and mother. What a lover you wore me out. All you did was wreck my bed. But 
from there, you know, I just thought songs themselves are amazing. You know, if you can get a really good song, you can write a song and, and all that. So that's that was the excitement for me working at EMI Publishing. But Did you sing I, any songs that we'd know... Like you saw, you heard. The- you know what? It was a long time ago, but the one that really sticks in my head, the one that I always remember more than anything. I can't remember the others. I've done loads of them, but the one that I remember that was a hit. Cliff Richards sung it, and it was called "Wired for Sound." And I remember you doing the vocals. Oh man, that's amazing! I, I, I did the vocals on that, and they must have given it to him with my vocals on it. Yeah, I like this song. And did I'll you hear it. anything in his version that was like that? Was my intonation? That was how I sang it. He's copied that. Uh, not really. I just recognised the song straight away. He just put his, he just put his Cliff Richard stamp on it, you know. You but I was have really, your version. No, my version was. I was told to just keep within the. You know, I was never allowed to get too carried away. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I want to hear your version of why. Yeah. You did a spoken I, I just, bit at the end of it. I love loud speakers. That bit at the end. I like small speakers. I like tall speakers and wall speakers. Most of all, I like loud speakers. See, yeah. I just... I just I, and what also I remember about it because at the time when he made the pop video for it, yeah. I was still like a little hustling session singer, and I had a load of mates who were like all actors and dancers, and a couple of my dancer mates they were all on roller skates in his video. So that was <laughs> that was really fabulous. Oh, you, so for you me that was a really great get the time. Video. I, I didn't get it. It was just on t- on TV all the time at the time. That's what I remember. But he's the yeah. only one I remember. I mean, I must have done loads of tunes, but. Obviously, I've had a very, very exciting and interesting life since then. And the only one that did stick to mind was Cliff Richard Wide for Sound. It's hard yeah. to forget that song once you hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I liked it or disliked it, it but <laughs> everybody was really into it. And look at it, you know, it was the only one that I was everybody on. Everybody loves Wide for Sound. They did, didn't they? So, you know, yeah, good, good song. So, um, yeah, and then from there... Uh, while they're uh, working at EMI Publishing, covering these uh, songs for other artists, um, I got approached by the uh, the soon-to-be management of Wham and also the record company of Wham. And they said, you know, there's this new group they're starting, et cetera, et cetera. Two boys, they got a girl and they uh, want a girl, specifically a black girl, uh, who can sing and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I'd love to come and meet them. And the rest, you know, unless, of course, <laughs> and the rest is history. Up they to specify a point, anyway. why they wanted specifically a black girl? Uh, because I think it was, you know, because it was dance music and stuff like that. And I think they, I think they were very cutting edge in showing diversity there and then because nobody was actually doing that. There weren't really that many sort of uh, mixed yeah. race bands, were there, yeah. at that time. And after Wham, there was really quite a few, if I remember rightly. So I was quite uh, honoured to have that. And uh, yeah, but the, yeah, they specifically did, they did, they said they wanted a black girl. I remember that. And uh, so I was like, okay, that's cool. That that works for me. And uh, yeah, interesting. But it was a, you know, it was a good time. So how did that work in the studio? In what way? Sorry, in what, with Wham or? With Wham, yeah, in terms of recording. I assume it'd be mostly George just 
Would he be like, oh yes, well, see, or? well, yeah. Whenever it was, all, it was very, very, um, it was very corporate. Uh, the way I mean, when I first started with Wham, Wham, obviously they were. It was very new. Nobody had really properly heard of them. We were doing the clubs. We were doing the PAs. We were doing stuff like that. But I was doing PAs and to, to stuff to, that I never sort of been a part of, as as it were. And then. Then they went back into the studio and re-recorded stuff. You have to forgive me because I can't always remember. I yeah. think the the one that was the first hit was something was something that had been put out before and didn't do it, so they re-released it or something along those lines. And I can't remember if that was Wham Rap or one of those type of tracks. But anyway, by the time they started recording and, and I started getting my vocals on, yes, I, it was very military precise. You know, they just call me in, come in for a couple of hours, bang down the vocals on whatever it was, Club Tropicana and all the others. And then, uh, thank you very much and off you go. Hey, circle. around town a while, so I greeted you with a knowing smile. When I saw that girl upon your arm, I knew she won your heart with a fatal charm. I said, soul boy, let's hit the town, said, hey boy, what's with the frown? But in return, all you could say was, hi, George, meet my fiance. then they'd get the other people in and I was only really ever called for videos and top of the pops and TV appearances and uh, that that's how it was because it was a look that they wanted it was a real look and and it worked yeah I watched the Club Tropicana video I think it might be the first time I watched it all the way through uh-huh <laughs> what are your memories of um filming that <laughs> it was great fun I had to get flown in because I was in the middle of a tour with Animal Nightlife at the time because uh, I was working with Wham but I wasn't you know I I wasn't like a a regular member and don't forget I was a jobbing vocalist so yeah I had to do other jobs to pay my rent and stuff like that so um, I didn't know and of course that blew up and went off and then they had to make a video and it it was funny because everybody was a little stroppy with me but I couldn't understand that because it's like it wasn't like I was part of the band as it were because if I was part of the band I'd be getting paid like part of the band <laughs> so therefore I had to go off and do other stuff I just remember everybody being really annoyed at me because I had to fly me separately fly me in and fly me back out to Manchester where I was in the middle of a gig with uh, as I said this band at the time I was working with the fabulous Animal Light Life and uh, but other than that uh, there was a few little cross words and stuff, but I think for me, my career was slowly starting to take off because I was starting to become a bit in, in demand and I couldn't believe it. So I didn't want to turn down work. You know, it was fabulous for me. I mean, I loved Wham, but at that particular time, hold on, I got there. By the time I got there and we were hanging out, it was a little bit um, tense. But by the time we started shooting the video, we started to have a real laugh and it was really, really good fun. And after that, we just you know, it, it just went really well. And it was, it was one of the best things that actually, one of the best videos I've ever done. And it was, I, I still like to watch it because it's quite fabulous, really. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I think you and Shirley together as well, like most people's like, you're certainly one of my first crushes. Oh, thank you. Shirley and I, no, we, we were both, we used to have such a laugh and I still love that. I haven't seen her in ages, but I do love her. And we used to have the best times. We used to have the very best times. Shirley and I used to have to, we, we had to put up with uh, death threats from the, from the Wham, from the female Wham oh, fan. I, I can imagine, yeah. Yes, that, that that was quite strange. And that's when we realised we must have made it. Oh my God, yeah. we're getting there for us. <laughs> We've arrived. We, they hate We've us. arrived. We've arrived. <laughs> we were like, you know, the things like, we hate you two because you've, you've got Andrew and George. We were like, wow, we've arrived. We really are stars now. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> so you said you'd already written or started to write See the Day by this point. Yeah. The first idea you had for that song. What was the initial yeah. inspiration? Well, all right. I, what I do remember about See the Day, because I see the day, funnily enough, it is, I, I mean, I don't read or play music. I listen, I mimic, and, I, you know, I can pick up, but I can't play. So the weirdest thing is See the Day is the only song that's fully written by me. Most of my songs, you'll notice, will be co-writes yes. because yeah. I, I provide lyrics vocal and vocal melodies that tends to be what where I come from that's that's what I bring to the party and on a songwriting thing but sometimes I can get a bit of a groove too and I have to sing it to accomplished musicians who can pick up what, exactly what I'm trying to do very quickly and we take it from there that depending on the type of song you're working on so ballads a dance thing anything it, it depends on 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 what you're doing but see the day I just remember I'd been watching I can't remember. I think I might have had flu or something. But anyways, I'm on those sort of duvet days back in the day. And I was mm. just lying in bed watching an old black and white film. And something about the film inspired the lyrics. I just, and I really up to this day can't remember what the film was. What it, I literally wrote it in, in, in the space of an afternoon after watching a black and white film, lying in bed recovering from flu. And it was the only thing. And I just sung this melody to the musicians I was working with. So we just had it and we had it down on on demo and I said one of these days I want to have strings you know that it's got to be done by by like a string section I said it's like very ballady you know and it's kind of a little bit grand but really simple and uh I really did not think it would you know I mean because I had that was amongst a bunch of other songs I had as well and in actual fact off the back of Wham I took See the Day and three other songs to CBS who offered me a deal off the back of Wham uh I took that deal um, but they didn't like See the Day. They weren't interested in it at all. And uh, what happened to See the Day eventually was that while working with the Style Council, Paul Weller's dad, John Weller, as well as Paul and the rest of the band and every other musician I'd ever come across, and bloody hell, that song is so beautiful. <laughs> you should know you've got to do that. I was like, the record company don't like it. They won't put it out. And everybody was like, no, you've got to do it. So at one stage, basically, long story short, John Weller and or the Style Council paid for the recording, got the strings in. I think we got the British, uh, what are they called? <laughs> Sorry, I'm really terrible. Just a very big string section anyway. I can't exactly remember what they were, but they were very big. They, they, they were called and it was all very grand. I was kind of a, and I remember feeling really silly and really ridiculous because I just had to then go and hum this... Uh, <laughs> So I was humming this this thing to them, and he got it, and he just they just played it back to me, and I was like, "Whoa, it was so beautiful!" And it said it's even it sounded even more beautiful when they played it than it did in my head. And the fact that everybody else loved it as well, and it did so well, is always going to be the thing. You know, I'll, I'll die happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I, I never I I was so into it myself, but 
when you normally when I really like something of mine, nobody else really normally likes it. <laughs> so it just really made me feel like really happy. And I just felt like if I never do anything again, I did it. It's just like a little dream of mine. And I couldn't believe that the little dream in my head actually turned out to be something that a lot of other people really enjoyed as well. Absolutely. Let's just go back a little bit to the actual writing of the song. So you had the lyric yeah. in that film. Did the melody yeah. come with the lyric? Or would you actually write down a lyric first and then come to a melody to go with? Uh, Sometimes the melody comes first, but with See the Day, the melody and the lyric just came together. It just came to me. It literally came to me while watching this weird little film. And was it a chorus first, then you you worked back? Yes, definitely a chorus first. I was singing the See the Day thing, and then when you look at me, tell me what you see. It was was something that triggered, uh, I think the film was probably about, if I remember rightly, it was, you know, like this woman really in love with somebody and it was like her friend or she knew him, but she was like secretly in love with him and he didn't, see, he couldn't see it. He loved her, but he he didn't love, oh, I don't remember, but I, I just romanticised it even more so with, 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 with the lyrics, but it just made me feel like that because a lot of what I do, it is about feel. If I don't feel it, you know, I don't really want to I don't really want to be a part of it. I can do that if I'm doing a session, if I'm just working with somebody. But if I'm doing something for myself, I don't think it really feels that good if I'm not actually feeling it. Do you understand? Yeah. <laughs> so that first version you got down on tape, what kind of, was this like a piano and vocal? Was it a very basic version? Or was it more it was very basic. It was very basic. I was just, uh, I was just thinking about, um, I've got a box of stuff of old cassettes and everything, which I really do need to go for because I don't think there's anything that I've ever recorded that I've actually got rid of. It's just an absolute mess and I've got nothing to <laughs> play them all on or anything. If I remember rightly, the uh, yes, it was literally just just me and piano. Uh, my friend Roy Carter playing piano and me singing it to him exactly how it goes. And he just he just I just said follow my lead, and we did that. And yeah, and that was it. So you have that somewhere on a cassette? Somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in the attic here, somewhere probably <laughs> in a box full of stuff because, or it could have got lost because I've moved house quite a few times over the years uh, now. But uh, yeah, I just used to keep everything. I some, you know, one of these days when I've really got nothing better to do, but that never seems to be the way. Uh, I'd love to be able to find an old cassette or something. And even like, uh, you know, like old DAT? Yes. Like I've got yes. a lot of stuff on DATs. So I can't even remember. I mean, I'd have to get an old DAT machine and put a bunch of old DATs on because I've got loads of old demos of stuff. But it's just something that would just amuse me one of these days when I'm really, like I said, got really absolutely nothing better to do. <laughs> <laughs> At that time never comes, does it? But I, I No, not at the moment. Question. That'd be fascinating to hear that. Yeah, it would. It would. So we've got the, the, the See the Day has been recorded in a kind of rough form. So that's been written uh, and recorded. Yes. And, at a certain point, you you segue from Wham to Star Council. So, how did that come about? Okay, so at that time, uh, it was a it was a wonderful time. And at that time of the age, I was working with so many people. Uh, I was working with Animal Nightlife at the time. I was working with Blue Rondo, Ella Turk. These are all different bands of kind of all on the. If I remember rightly, all of these guys I was working with, they were on the same label as Wham. And Wham were on Innovision, and Innovision were a subsidiary of CBS, now Sony. Uh, so as a session in singer, whenever I wasn't doing anything with Wham, um, which wasn't all the time, because, you know, I wasn't actually a part of the band, I was a session person, uh, I was working with loads of other people. So it, it was really weird because, I, you know, I just basically went from one band to another 
but it wasn't calculated. It was just the way it was at the time. And it's just better, you know, the Wham did well, the Style Council blew up, you know. So these bands, I mean, I was working with other people, as I was saying, but the ones who really blew up were Wham and then the Style Council. So I was just very lucky to be in both those bands because as they uh, took off, as it were, it was obviously helpful to me. It gave me more of a, an audience and uh, more, you know, just just more of an opportunity for myself, you know, to to make it as a solo artist, which eventually did happen, and it was fab. So we went to '83 and Star Council having lots of big hits. Are you at this point thinking because you had your first solo single? I think it was '84 with it, Selena Wow Wow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was all. That's right. So, you you know, you've got better memory than me. So after Wham, as I said, off the back of Wham, I got that um, CBS deal. That was the uh, that was the album that I did uh, with them that had Selena Wow on it. Day. I don't, I can't remember. No, I don't think we did. See the day didn't go onto the album. Of course it didn't because that's why we put it out separately. But everything else that I did but went out, I mean, I can't remember what happened. And it, it was a good time, you know. They, they wanted, uh, I could see that CBS, what CBS had in mind for me at that time was Banana Rama were doing really well. And my songs that I'd given to CBS, See the Day being one of them, there were quite a few. Well, Selena Wow Wow, if you know that, then you'll know what I'm talking about. But I gave yeah. them those four, I gave them four songs, Selena Wow Wow, uh, See the Day, and then two others, which I don't, are not coming to me now, because I was trying to show them my, how you say, the, the, the diff- yeah. Thank you. I cannot think of the right words right now. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was just trying to show them the different t- types of songs and genres that I could sort of get into. I could do a pop thing. I could do soul. Like, you know, that's what my preference is soul jazz. But 
I know my vocals kind of adapt to almost anything. So, you know, so that, that that's what I was trying to do. So when I got the solo deal, I really wanted to do things like See the Day and go a bit more soulful. But obviously, and I understand that now, but I didn't at the time. CBS, they really just, just wanted and they really had this vision of me being their version of uh, Banana Rama. Again, you know, it was just whoever was doing well at the time, and they, you know, yeah. they, they just had this version. They just had, and, and I kind of did. I looked like again. I looked like a, in Selena Wow. I didn't look like the the black member of Banana Rama. They just forgot to have me in the videos. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I haven't watched the video. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if you see Banana Rama videos and you see my one, the Selena Wawa, I might as well have been in one of their videos or they might as well have been in mine. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, and they're good friends of mine, by the way. I love those girls. I haven't seen them in years again, but they were all really good friends. But um, yeah, so that was the vibe. But then they just, they kind of just stuck on, again, I can see their point of view. They just stuck on the, you know, the Selena a wow wow look and going more in that direction which after one track wasn't really for me because as a vocalist I'm forever growing so by the time I'd even recorded Selena wow wow you know I was on to that because that's what vocalists do singers and songwriters you you really do you can't I mean there probably are some writers who have a formula and they do a formula thing and it probably works but it doesn't I don't have a formula I just come with what I come with so it, it was hard trying to keep up this, oh, write more songs. I was like, oh, it doesn't work like that. And then straight away, we started having problems. So when I started having problems and didn't want to do any more songs like that and blah, 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 and wanted to do See the Day and they didn't, couldn't see it. And we had a big falling out. And they said, well, you know, until you deliver the album that we want, you can't do anything. But I was free to work with other bands again. So I went back to sessioning. And while I was sessioning and hanging with these, uh, hanging with the Star Council, John Muller was like, you know, we'd really love to make you part of this band. I was like, look, I love this band. And, you know, it's just that I've got my own career and it's stalled. And, you know, I'm just, I'm feeling a little bit um, frustrated. I, you know, I, I've got this song. I just really wanted to put it out. And I can't believe I can, you know, I can, I'm singing everybody else's stuff and I can't put out my own damn song. And John Muller said, oh, we'll remedy that. And uh, like I said, and went ahead and said, you put this song out, baby. He said, here you go. And he said, you just got the, he said, what do you need? We need the, we need the string section. Uh, sorry. Yeah. We need the strings. We need the horns. We need this. He just got in whoever it was. In fact, most of the Star Council played on it, if I remember rightly, apart from the strings, uh, apart from the, yeah, apart from the strings. Uh, so yeah, so I had already playing, made a band. Or Wella playing on it as well. I wouldn't be surprised, and we'll have to double check that. But when we were recording, see, we did it a lot when we were going live. The actual recording that became the recording for the single. When I want, I was looking before us chatting. I had a, I did a quick YouTube just to remind myself, and I looked at see the day on top of the pops, and I've yeah. got Helen Turner, who was like a keyboard player with the Star Council. She's on it, and I couldn't see properly because the quality of the thing. But I'm sure there's a couple of Star Council musicians on there. If not, it wasn't Mick and Steve. They wouldn't have come on to that uh, because it would have been it would have been too weird. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. But they played. We played it well, and they we, we used to we started playing it before we decided to put it out because when the Star Council were on tour, there would be moments where Paul would need a break and he'd have all the other musicians play something and when they heard it they like, we love this song and so they just kept they just started playing it and getting them to get me to sing it and it got a really good reaction from the Star Council fans so yeah you know it, it, it was just one of those things so like I said when you just really believe in something and everybody else believes in it too and it actually comes to fruition it's uh, it really is a wonderful thing it's a fabulous yeah. thing yeah, absolutely. So when the decision was made to record it, were you thinking this is a one-off project? Were you thinking this is the start of a solo career? 
or was it just you just wanted to get this one song recorded because you've had it for so long? No, well, I mean, I did have the solo career. It was just that this was one different type of the many songs that I had in my in my package of songs, as it were, and uh, and it's the only one that nobody nobody who could make it happen believed in, but anybody everybody else liked it. Yeah, and that that was yeah, that was the only thing. It was the only? I mean, all the other songs people loved a lot, of my but none of them really. You know, I've had relative good success, but nothing really did as well as See the Day, as far as okay. I know. So yeah. when you're recording it, in terms of the arrangement, like so you, you mentioned about singing to the orchestra. Did you actually record your vocal with the orchestra, or was it recorded separately? Oh no, it was recorded separately. I literally yeah. sung it to them, and then they got an idea that they rehearsed it, and then they just went, "Yeah, what do you think of this?" And I was like, "Oh," nearly fainted. It was so fabulous. <laughs> Heard it back on those strings, you know. Here are my little humming. Uh, uh, I had the melody, the the melody of the um, of the verse. Da, 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 da. They got all of that as well. I just, I was just, I just sung it to them as it was, and they just had that. It's just, it's wonderful when you hear musicians do their stuff. And they, I remember them writing it all down, and I was going, "This is just like fabulous." My, my little humming. Now they're all writing it. They're they're putting it into work. They're writing it down. They're notating your humming. Yeah, yeah, it was for somebody like me, you know, because. It's weird because I am basically a frustrated musician. I'm just lazy. I don't have <laughs> the patience to. I, you know, I could have. I could have been playing guitar. I could be playing piano. Also yeah. violin. I also even had violin lessons. You know, because yeah. I love the sounds of all these things. But my God, I'm lazy. But <laughs> it was. <laughs> but it's so much easier. But I can mimic them. I, you know, I can listen to it. and I can mimic those sounds with with my voice. So that's where the singing thing came from. Because it's like, well, damn it, you know, that's what I have to study. I have to try and, you know. And I always found whenever I tried to learn to read and write music, it took away from because it for me it's weird to explain it, but I'm very vibey. You know, mm. I just I yeah. have to really vibe things and when you have to slow it down and, and get technical with it it's like I lose it I, I kind of lose the vibe so I lost the patience with trying to to learn stuff because the learning process was taken away from the from the creative process yeah. process yeah. do you understand yeah it can be too clinical doing it yeah 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 so it so just didn't seem to work for me do you remember the first time in the studio when it's finished that you listened to the final version and do you remember your oh. feelings after you heard it Oh, God, yeah, I remember it up to this day. It's the same feeling I had when I performed at Live Aid with the Style Council. That's the, exactly the same feeling. And that is saying something. I was just so blown away with pride. And I don't even know what the words are. <laughs> My eyes are watering remembering how I felt because it's exactly how I felt. I'm, I'm actually, it's a good thing you can't actually see me. My eyes are actually watering because it was it was just such a fabulous feeling. I was this young girl with aspirations to be a singer and all the rest of it always being told I was, you know, it was a bit rubbish and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's okay, you know, <laughs> I was like, okay, but n- nothing outstanding. So to suddenly do something that appeared to be outstanding and have and have the recognition of my peers, yeah. The fellow totally. vindication. Absolute validation, validation, all the big yeah. words, yeah. all of those big words, vindication, validation, I, I was in. I was in and uh how old were you at the time when this was recorded uh I was I believe I was 19 or 20 oh at the very most no actually maybe 21 because I remember being 21 when I was a wham so 21 22 
That's um, how old I was. Yeah. yeah. But I wrote it when I was about 19, 18, something like that. I wrote it quite a few years before it actually came out. So, That's yeah, amazing. I wrote it in my late teens. And then, yeah, in my early 20s, worked with some fabulous people. Somebody who couldn't even read or write music. And I was hanging out with these. Yeah, but to be fair, to this old Paul McCartney can't read or write music. So that's that's really most oh, people that's... in pop music can't read or write music. That's oh, the that's, you about. know what I did that because you, you I never think that when when you when, when you hear their when you know when you hear their songs and see that you know what they do. So Paul Weller, you know, read or write music? Oh God, yeah. Can he? Yes, I, I think he can. If he can't, he, well, he can play just about everything. He can play everything. He's a little bit um, how you say. He can play guitar, he can play guitar, he's quite good on the drums, he's one of those irritating people. <laughs> yes, yeah. he's a bit like that. But whether I'm, I, think, sure I don't I don't actually know if he can actually read or write music. He seems to he, 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 that's a really good question. Really don't know. Because he can play, I just presume he can, because if you can play because that's a great thing uh, about pop music. You learn a few chords and you can write a song. Do you know what I mean? You, do, yeah. you can learn chords. You can just hum a melody and you've written. A no, song. I, I I believe that Paul can actually read read music. Okay, yeah, I believe he, he can. And and if he can't, um, sue me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll hold no, you to that. If, it, if it's proved that he can't, I'm, I will sue you. Okay. All the money can go back. to charity. Okay, so that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so so you release this as a single. You you release your version of the Paris match. Which yes. is a Star Council song as a B side set. How did that yeah. come about? What made you choose that song? It's a beautiful version. Well, well, obviously, after the Wellers had heard uh, See mm. the Day, they were like, Wow, you sing a ballad beautifully. What about this one? And I said, Well, I don't mind. And I didn't have anything because it kind of blew up. I just wanted to put I just wanted to put the song out. Yeah. And then it blew up and went into the charts and they needed a B side. And I was like, oh bloody hell. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> it all kind of took off. All I was thinking was, yeah, hey, I just want to put my track out. You know, that's all I was thinking. So suddenly it took off. So I was like, oh, so obviously uh, I'd been performing Paris Match with the Star Council, doing my version of it. That again goes down, went down very well. So we just put that on the B side, and uh, yeah, because I, I like that song. I, I like the way I sing that song too. Empty hours, been combing the street. Daytime showers, it becomes my beat As I walk from cafe to bar I wish I knew where you are Because you colored my mind And now I'm all out of time Empty skies, they try to forget Better advice is to have no regret As I cross the boulevard floor 
because Paul gets fifty percent of the songwriting royalties. Yeah, see, I never smart. used to think. I never, I never used to think about things like that. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> very yeah. smart. Yeah. I did, yeah, I think about those things now, but uh, yeah, but yeah, you see, to be fair, that's what that's why I do have management, like people like Jill, to make sure I get looked after. I tend to just go for the love of the music, and sometimes I've got tunes of my own, and they're great, but they're not that great, and. If I'm doing stuff, I won't just use it because, you know, I wrote it. I, I go with what, you know, we all consider to be. I, I Yeah, the, the best of the best. And you can just keep doing songs, you know. It doesn't mean to say that everything you do is going to be great. It doesn't mean to say that everything you do is going to be rubbish either. But, you know, making songs is just, it's a continuous thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's great when you can get into a situation where other people like what you're doing too. And that's the good thing from my point of view that I do co-write. Because if I was just somebody who could read and write music and just did everything by myself, it probably wouldn't, you know, it'd probably get a bit samey. I yeah. would imagine yeah. it works for me to co-write with different people because they bring a different vibe. And then when I feel that vibe, that can trigger off anything, you know, that that, that can trigger off a totally different direction. And uh, and I like that because otherwise I do get a bit samey. So it is good for me to work with uh, different people. It's preferable. So with a single release, you got the, the, the picture sleeve and the video. Were you involved with that? Is it kind of like the record company have taken the ball and running with it at this stage? Oh, gosh, yeah. The record company, and at that time then, I actually had John Weller managing me for a little while. To be honest with you, I was never really that interested. It sounds terrible, right? But I wasn't really that interested in the... I just like making music. I was never that interested in the other stuff, including TV and things. I know it sounds really pretentious but I just used to like making music I used to find the rest of it quite boring and after the initial after being on top of the pops which is something I'd always wanted to do it then became very very boring I was much much prefer to just be going live and doing the live stuff and all the rest of it the tv and the videos they're great when they come out but it's so boring you know you just, <laughs> you just like sit around all day and uh yeah it's weird and then this thing comes out and it's fabulous but you know, and then the same thing with TV programs, just, you know, it's just one song and it's like such a lot of effort for, you know, a lot of hanging around and, you know, when we could be in the studio. And But having said that, we'd be there like at the TV, I'd be there sometimes at the end and get an idea for a song, you know, you can at least, at least put that down and put those little ideas down. But yeah, I used to, to be fair, I used to get really very bored and just let everybody else do the rest of it. Oh, Dee, do you like this picture? Yeah, that's all right. You can use that one then. I, I don't care. When we were that, doing the video. That's really interesting to me, that, because I think, because your look, if you don't mind saying so, you were one of the most beautiful women of the 80s. You just look oh, at... thank you. No, that's not... I'm I not had, like, flattering no, you. No, I had no I mean, idea, though. Did... So the idea that you didn't care about your image and how you were presented, I find kind of fascinating because surely you'd want to... Well, that know, was it. I have ownership I of the image of you. Because no, today, if you, were, if you were a pop star 21 years old today as a woman... Yes. It would be all well, about... I'd be having, a, I'd be having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> I would be having a nervous breakdown because I see how it is for them now. And uh, it's true. And what I do remember thinking was one of the other things I didn't want to do, but maybe it was an 80s thing. I didn't want to be over-sexualized. Yes. I've yes. got nothing against it. But, you know, do you remember in the 80s, you know, the boys wore, wore makeup as well. You know, we all wore makeup or we did. <laughs> like the most hairspray. It was hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I loved I loved that. So it, we, we weren't, and you know, the way they are now, it's a totally different thing. And it is what it is. I'm just glad that I didn't have to be a part of that because the stress, I think I'd be so stressed having to be half naked all the time just in, in order to uh, 
uh, you know, have anybody pay any, pay any attention to you. So, yeah, I, I, my thing was, you know, it's just about the songs. And, you know, I didn't, I really didn't have any idea. And I was kind of like a weird little shy tomboy. So, you know, I was just into making music. I didn't have a lot of female friends at that time because in those, apart from other girls in, in music, I didn't get to hang because... From a very young age, I was always hanging out with just boys in bands, you know, in the studio, you know, and girls were just, you know, the girls, I just didn't have any female friends until I actually became a professional musician or vocalist and met others, you know, other female bass players and singers and whatever. So it, it was weird. I, I just never, you know, it was all just about music and, and also trying to make some money from the music. So, you know, it's all these years later, you know, you know, you say that. So I met. This is a really sweet thing. He made me cry. I had a, I think it was last year, uh, met up with Andrew Ridgely. And he said to me, he said, D, I said, uh, he said, don't you remember? He said, when we came, he said, he said, me and George, like, <laughs> I won't swear. He said, George and I were like, get out, you're beautiful. Yeah. Said, we got, you know, she's got them. And I was like, he said, don't you remember that? I said, I don't remember you guys. He said, yeah, he goes to me, but just like, you're so beautiful. I said, oh God, you're going to really make me cry now. I said, because I had no idea. I didn't, I was so, I was such a little, I don't know what I was. I was a weird little tomboy and I, didn't because I didn't have any female friends I, I just and I just worked with guys and I just didn't think anybody fancied me or liked me or anything like that. so I was just seriously so when you looked in the mirror as a yeah. 19 20 21 year old what would you see I just saw this plain little plain, plain little yeah I just thought and I when you look now at pictures of you when you're 19 20 21 what do you think now well, I look. I remember the first time I remember because somebody somebody said your daughter looks just like you. She's beautiful. And I said, nice. Look at my my little girl and my little boy for that matter. And I was go, they are so beautiful. And I go, yeah, they look like you. And I was going, no. And then it, it just took me a really really long time to realize. Like, and I was like, well, maybe it's just as well because if I'd realized I was this gorgeous, I would have been a big I would have been a big headed pain in the butt. So maybe <laughs> it was just as well. I didn't because I really didn't think I was that pretty. When you look at the picture to Shrine, the LP from ACS, yeah, what do you think of that picture? What do you think of that woman? How, if she was somebody else, how would you describe her to somebody else? Yeah, I mean, you know, when I was doing the photo, when I was doing the photo shoot, you have we had wonderful makeup girls and people that help you pose because I'm really awkward when I do photo shoots as well, and uh, they just used to say, "Oh, you know, your skin's really good and this is really lovely," and you know, I'm. They just used to make me, and I said, well, now you've done me up and I look like this. This looks fabulous. Yeah, I like it. But so I it's because of the, make, the hair and makeup that you look great. Yeah, I just <laughs> think, I just thought it was just, you know, because you guys have just done a really good job and the photographer's brilliant. And look at the lighting and, you know, I mean... People now, they do this thing, don't they, where they all, you can filter the, the photos. Or, yeah. I mean, that's how I felt it was then. But I don't think if I was the same person with the way things are now, I'd be an absolute nervous wreck. I don't think I'd, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to have a career. I'd be too busy trying to see how brilliant I can look through these filters and things like that. So, yeah, it's probably a blessing in disguise that I didn't think I was all that because it could have gone the other way. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, it's but, hugely yeah. impressive watching all your video and TV appearances because you definitely weren't trying to, like, over-sexualise. You're doing the opposite. And was there any record company interference to try and make you more kind of overtly oh, sexy oh god yes yeah, it was 
was always a bit of a problem. And that's why I sort of went with George, uh, with George, with John Weller, because uh, he just totally, totally got me. He just understood that I was, you know, I was just not that way inclined. And he'd be like, baby, you know, we said a lot more records. We put a little dress on as my eyes. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not wearing that, John. All right, babe. <laughs> All right. Again, when you put your little boots on, then you go and just go out there and... <laughs> Say, say some funny things but um yeah he was he had a very old-fashioned sort of way of uh like showbiz management yeah, yeah. But at the same time i was like his daughter so he would never ever push it if i wanted to be like that he would have not said no but you know and that's why i always had to have people like that protecting me because if i can't actually be who i am i i, I can't do the job I've always been somebody I can't be who I'm not sort of thing. It's like it, I can sing anything if I like it. If I don't like it, I can't sing it. I right. can't even pretend and I don't want to front it and I don't want to promote it. A member sometimes got a bit of a, a rep for being a bit of a diva. Thing is, I'm not a diva. It's just that I know what's good. Do you know what I mean? And, I, and I'm, I'm not a diva for the thing. I'm not a diva for having things in my dressing room or something like that, but I will play up if the sound's not good or... You know, you're expecting me to work with people who are like musician wise, who are not up to it. But do you know what I mean? Little, yeah, the thing is, things, a man doing people. that is a perfectionist, but a woman's a diva. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 all. You know, I I'm really not somebody. I don't get stroppy about things. I'm one of the most easiest going people ever until I'm not. And you know, I I I, I don't know. I'm just very just very sort of. I would say down to earth, I suppose. And I mean, I do have my moments. So don't get me wrong. I like I like nice things and all the rest of it. But when it comes to work, I like to be professional. And I've spent a long time working to be a professional. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not really interested in cutting corners or. And the thing about music is. There's so many different genres genres, and so many different ways of making it. But I prefer from the old school of just uh, something with a really good groove. And if you like it, I, I don't, I never, no, I never really want to be somebody who has to be driven by, well, this one was a hit, so the next one's got to be a hit. Every time you do something, you really hope that, they, you know, everyone's going to like it and you can only do the best you can do. And unless... I don't know. Some people might have a formula, but even that would get a little bit boring, I would think. But maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I personally would like to just always be pushing to make fresh music. And I like that way of writing, fresh ideas and, and definitely sticking with the real musicianship. That's that's always going to be something that I'm going to be a part of, I hope. So we'll see the day. When was the first inkling, the very first inkling that it was going to be a massive hit? Do you remember the first moment you thought, oh, this is, something's happening here? <laughs> yeah, um, okay, that's a good that's a good question. So where was I? I just remember it it got it sort of went in at one, it went in at not not really low, but it went in quite high for, for the top 30, which was quite exciting. But I didn't think it'd go much further than number 18. And that was good enough. And that was what I was watching when I was watching the YouTube thing, it came on the top of the pops. It, it was one of the ones where I went in at number 18. That's the way to do it, straight in, no messing about. Wham at number two this week and I'm your man. Now to change the style somewhat, but she's still played with Wham and she also plays with the Style Council and she's gone solo for this set, but it's the highest climber on the top 40 chart this week, up to number 18. She is DC Lee and this is See The Day. But what I couldn't find was Suddenly out of nowhere, and I, where, what was I doing? Um, yeah, of course I was working. I was, um, I was still working with the Star Council, and suddenly it just, it really, really blew up. And there was lots of uh, individual 
interviews and stuff like that. And then it went to number two. And it was Whitney Houston keeping me off the number one spot with Saving All My Love For You. It was at number two for ages and she was at number one for ages. And it stayed there for a good couple of weeks uh, in the same spot. But again, what a great person to keep me off the number one spot. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Whitney Houston, baby. I mean, I, I, I can take that. <laughs> 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 I mean, if it was the birdie song or something, I'd probably be really upset. But, hey, uh, don't be dissing the birdie song. I grew up on the. <laughs> well, I know it has its place. It does has it. It does have its place. But not if it was keeping me off the number one spot. That's for sure. But uh, no, luckily for me, it was uh, uh, old Whitney. So the chart oh, run entered the charts at ninety, then you went up to fifty-one. So you're good. I don't remember. See, I, so I, I'm not. Rem- I'm looking this up. I'm not that good. Right, okay, I, I was going to say you got some sort of a you, you got something there because I remember it just it sort of went and I didn't think it was going to do anything. And then one day because I wasn't paying attention, I wasn't really. I was just happy that it went out and people liked it, and that I was just happy at that. And I, I could even have, we might even have been on tour. I could have still been probably touring with the Star Council, but suddenly there was a lot of excitement. Everybody was like, oh, screaming and oh, D. And I was like, what? You know, and I was like, bloody hell, the, you know, it's going up and they want you to do Top of the Pops and you've got to put a band together and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, 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 wow. And this is not for somebody else. It's normally for somebody else that all this excitement. It's like, for me. And then I got really scared because I didn't like it. I sort of, I really love the fact that the record did well, but it was like my record all by myself. That means me solo going to do, you know, I'm used to going to do all these programs and that with some other people. So, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit more fun with other people. But, you know, we did it and uh, I was just really uh, blown away. I just remember being totally blown away and trying very hard not to have a big head, trying to keep my head at a particular size so I could get through doors. It was getting very hard at one stage because <laughs> I was really very proud of myself. But yeah, it, it was just wonderful. It really was. And what was Paul's reaction? Because this is, we're talking about 85, 86, a time when he's not having top three hit. Yeah. Well, he was like, told you, him and the, and the uh, all the family and Paul, they were just like, you know, we told you, we know what's a good hit. We told you this was a, you know, a great song and that people would like it. Because I was like, oh, my songs are so crap and nobody likes my stars <laughs> and all of this. And so they were like, told you. And they were just really, really, really happy for me. Plus, when people, anybody who knows that something is a hit and they get proven right, it, yeah. it does make you feel, you know, very good. I didn't know it was a hit. I, I just knew it was something that I was really proud of because it was it was my most grown-up song in my collection uh, so far. You mentioned yeah. you, you looked it up on YouTube. I looked it up on YouTube as well. I've, I've noticed some YouTube comments. I've done a couple of these in Natalie of the Song episodes, and I kind of regret not having done this before, actually looking up YouTube comments. I'm going to give you some YouTube comments on See the Day, okay? Okay. The best song from 1985, Total Masterpiece. That's a good one. you like this one. Prefer this to Whitney. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of comments calling and I never thought about this before. I've listened to the song, calling it a waltz. That's it. You said somebody yeah. else said that. I remember it's somebody saying that. I was like, wow. You listen to it and you think one, two, three. It is. Yeah. I am a born dancer in the Santa area. I love this waltz immediately on hearing it. I'm a, it's a choreographer's dream. I'm tagging instructors here. So there you See, go. Is that, is that crazy, right? And I mean, I'm not even a choreographer. It just came to me the, the way it did, and it just turned out to be a waltz. I just saw it as a ballad, but the, but the way it turned out, it is a waltz. And did they not? I was I was told on the one time I didn't bloody watch it. <laughs> um, I think on uh, is it Strictly Come Dancing? Oh, they used yes. it. 
I'd heard I heard they used it and and you know it went down really well as a waltz. They used it and I was like, bloody hell, the ones I don't watch it, but they they played my song and I was like, yay! Dancing the waltz, Feitosa and Giovanni Panici. made it you've arrived yeah man yeah absolutely i was so excited about that and i didn't actually see it but I, all i know is that they played my song and that that just made me so very happy that's that just made me so happy another another comment i prefer the original one from the girls on loud than this cover <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they're taking the piss this song got me from hours of studying for my a levels in 85 didn't do me any bloody good though so there you go <laughs> <laughs> I'm, my I'm not a big romance person Don't care for love I'm not really planning Or caring to get married But when yeah. I listen to the song I just want to grab The nearest guy And cuddle and dance with him really. Aww. Well I'll tell you Something really strange like, I've got these friends We're like We're coming up for Oh my gosh Coming up for 20 years Knowing them now Now Well before I met them Married couple They Their bloody wedding dance Or whatever Was my song and they were like, you, you know, like when it was just one of those things, I met them randomly and they just became really close over the years. And halfway through that friendship, they realized that it was me who sung their, their wedding song. Oh, so before and I, they met you? Yeah, before they met me, before I'd even realized it was them, you that did that song. Yeah. No, they didn't know. They suddenly just went, oh, they, you know, made the thing, you know, DC Lee, they, you know, don't forget they knew me more as, as Mrs. Weller. So they were like, Amazing. they just made the connection. DC Lee, sit, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, I used to sing and somebody, and I was out and about with them and I'd be with them and somebody would go, oh, DC Lee, you know, blah, blah, blah. I love that song, see the day. And it was something like that. I have been in the pub with them or something. <laughs> and they went, get out of it. They knew I was a singer as well, but they just didn't click that that was me. So that was a bit of a freak out. And I'll never forget that. It's one of my very best friends now, but her and her hubby, uh, we still laugh about it. Amazing. What are the odds? I know. I know, they're just really good friends of mine. And, you know, it just one day randomly, they got married when they were kids or not kids, but uh, obviously, I mean, they're about 10 years younger than me. So they, when I was, yeah, they were like get, getting it together when See the Day was out. I don't know. But anyway, something like that. But it became their, it was their wedding song. That's that's what they told me. And so they did not realise it was me. People, that must make you proud that it's somebody. It does. Yeah, that's what they say. You know, people say that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the sort of, you know, it's just that sort of a song. And it's it makes me think of the sort of song that I can't believe that I wrote it. Because it's, you know, it's like I wrote it. People can't, you know, it, and it's just that one, it's that one-off. But you know, I, 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 as I said earlier, I would, I would die happy. I was just so very happy with it. Simple, very simple song, but it's just very beautiful. And it just, it was just one of those things that came to me. It's the only thing I've ever totally done by myself. Haven't done anything like that since. Have you ever Weird. tried to think I'm going to do another? Season? I have, I have. Just hasn't, just hasn't. hasn't <laughs> watch more black got, and white films. Just sit all day for ten. I, hours. I've been trying. I, I did try. I did marathon, try. I did, movie marathon. I, I, I think, I think the gods just sort of gave me a little bolt that day, you know, right. just to cheer me up or something. Because I've never had it since. But and and the fact that I did it all by myself, because like I said, I still, I still, I've always got melodies in my head, uh, and I've always got lyrics. And then it's, it's only it's only when I get some form of a backing track that I can add the melody, the vocal melody to, and then start writing the lyrics to it. Yeah. But 
we'll see the day. It was all there and I've never been able to do it since. It's just weird. Absolutely weird. <laughs> Don't know how I did it. The great comment is it'd be a great Bond theme, which is really true. Would you think? Yeah, if you hear it now, knowing that, it just sounds like a mid-80s Bond theme. Oh, well, my God. If you you know know anybody along those who wants to put it up for the theme music, you know, I I, I won't stop you. (laughs) Yes, well, you get your clothes on, and I'll buy you an ice cream. So over the years, has your relationship to the song changed? Uh, no, not at all. Just, you know, I, I mean, it, it seems like such a long time ago, but every time as I did, be, as I had a listen before, oh, I'll tell you what I am going to do. Um, talking of that song, it's totally random, but literally just heard from the record company that they really want to re-record that. And I might just put it on the album and, and we're, we're going to try just to re-record it and see and I might just put it out again because it's just one of those songs that people love and it's not not I'm not going to say put it out again it's going to go on the album and and it will definitely be something that I'll perform live just because people like it but um once or twice it's I don't know if I mean I, I hope it doesn't sound like <laughs> sacrilege to you once or twice we've tried see the day and we've tried it on a this is with a, a live band mm. and this over the last five six years maybe even more we try to see the date and we've done it like with us kind of a, we've just salsed it up a little bit which is quite interesting it starts off in its ballad form and then when you get to the very end of the you know good love will always come you know that last bit and then you do that we do the long run and then we double double time it and uh it's that seemed to go down well but it's the sort of thing that happens it can work live whether or not it would work on record, well, we'll, we'll wait and see. Wait and see. Do a salsa version and it can be on Strictly again. Different day. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> You're really thinking this through, aren't you? I like it. I, I've been thinking. It's just that, you know, we like the salsa anyway. And and the waltz can, can it, you can double time it. It can go into, it can go into right. the salsa. Yeah. So, we're you know, we're thinking of uh, lots of things, you know, because... No, we, nobody really wants to leave it. Nobody, everybody I work with, they just want to use that song because they just love it. But yeah. and I don't mind because it goes down well and in, in any format. Do you know what I mean? From an, yeah. I could do an acoustic thing with that, just me, vocals, and a and a guitar. It's beautiful. You can do the full orchestra thing. Obviously, that's really beautiful with all the full vocals as well, or the full BVs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. it is a lovely song. I'm just, yeah, you know. Yeah, so a pared-down version would be really nice, wouldn't it? Because it would really bring out the melody because you're focused. Exactly. Like, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. We're going to play about with that because, you know, we, we just love it and it's it's long enough and let's just see. We'll, we'll see because yeah. not really got anything to lose. So if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, then we won't put it down. But we'll see. Excellent. Good stuff. So when did you hear about the Girls Aloud cover? Um, When did I hear? I just, I think I just remember somebody calling me up and saying, have you heard this girl? And I, I, didn't, even, I didn't even know, God bless them. I didn't even know who the girls are loud were. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Who's that? Who's loud? Who's gone loud with my record? What are you talking about? And they were like, no, there's this pop group, young girls called Girls the Loud, and they've done a cover of See the Day. And it's going down really well. Well, I was just, again, for somebody like me, for somebody to cover your song, that's a sign of making it. So... I was happy as freaking Larry, for want of a better word. I was really, really happy and very honoured. When you look at me, tell me what you see. Do you see 
I didn't mind their version at all. I didn't mind their version at all. It was like a Christmassy yeah. thing for them, wasn't it? And, and I think their video was all Christmassy and everything. But it's funny because when they did it, it, it didn't actually sound... It sounded like a great song, but it didn't sound like my song. But I didn't really mind that. But, but I knew it was my song. And it was weird. To, it was interesting and weird to hear another interpretation of something because I'm normally the one interpreting other people's songs. So yeah. to have something of mine interpreted by you know, a young pop group was, was you know, it, it, it's, it was, a, the feeling was, um, I, what is the word? I felt very proud. Yeah, I just felt real proud. <laughs> I'm sure there's a better word for it. And uh, I was very, very sorry to hear about one of the, one of the girls passing away. Really sad, wasn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, terribly, terribly, terribly yeah. sad. Yeah, yeah. So it's been terrible times these last couple of years, just really been really quite awful for everybody. So it's nice to have a bit of frivolity and, a, yeah. and talk some nice music things to do that again. You know? new album, yeah? Upwards and onwards. Absolutely, sweetheart. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's that's what it's all about. So um, how would you summarise your feelings towards the song now? Very, very proud of it. I feel like it was a fluke, to be honest with you. Uh, not that I'm complaining, I'd be grateful to get that that lightning bolt again that came to me when I wrote that song. But if I don't ever get that again, I'm just very, very grateful that I did, that, that I got that. Because again, I really, you know, things just, they, you just get vibes. I've just never had a vibe like that ever since. You just pick up on things and I just go with it. Sometimes I can be out and I see somebody and I see that and I just look at them and I just suddenly just give them a whole story and there's my song, you know. And sometimes I walk around and a melody just from, I get like earworms, like earworm melodies and they just stick in my head and I have to go home, put that melody down and then add lyrics to it. But none of it comes as easy to me as it did with See the Day again. So I don't even know what to say about that. Because it's so it magical about it, isn't it? Some yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It was, it was, it was a re- weirdly magical song because yeah. everything that I can't do now, I did all of that with that. And I, and I can't explain to you how and why I got away with that. I just don't know how I did it for somebody who doesn't read or, read or write music again, as I'm saying, to come with the whole thing that it was so complete. I gave them the whole package and from start to finish, that whole vibe was me, apart from the fact that I didn't actually play the strings. But every idea of mine was was put down and, and you know, sounded even better on track than it did in my head. And to get that opportunity to do it and to also have other people agree with me that it was lovely because I, I loved it the minute I heard it. That's why I wrote it, and so I wouldn't leave it alone. But when I actually had everybody else like it the way I did, you know, that really is something that I'll never, ever uh, forget. 
and I'll always, always be grateful for and very happy about. Aetisography, quick fire round. You might not have answers for these, but if you do, then go with it. Uh, the weirdest place you ever heard this song? Ah, weirdest place. No, I can't say that there was a weird place. No, no, not that I can think of. I've heard it in shops, restaurants and stuff, but none of them really weird. If you ever hear it in public, do you nudge the nearest person and say, ask me that is? I write that. I was nice. Because <laughs> I always say this interviews, I would. I would. I would. Do you know what? I've not done it because I've not heard it in public but see the day, but I did once hear, I was on a track called No Time to Play with Guru's Jasmataz, and that, I, I I was in the middle of a shop and I literally just said to some poor strange woman, oh, that's me singing. She was like, oh, that's great, isn't it? And I just had to tell somebody, that's me, that's me singing now. And, but I, I've never actually, I've never had a chance to do that with see the day. I'm still waiting to do that because I've I promise you, if that happens, I will go, I wrote that, that's me, that's me, that's my song, do you know that, that's me, me. <laughs> I'm going to be very proud of you, more proud than you actually might <laughs> with you doing that, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> I promise you, then I will do it. The day that that happens, I promise you, I'll let everybody oh. know that in the room that I, I, I do hope you know that this is me, people, people. No, let this me know, me. and let me know you do yeah. it. I will let you know, promise. <laughs> uh, the best time you ever sang it. It could be live, it could be when you recorded it, but the, the, the one we thought, yeah, that's my favourite ever performance of that song. Oh, well, I've got to say again, a very, uh, all I can say is the few times I, when I've performed, I tell you when I've done it, when I've performed it live, when I performed it live at Style Council gigs, and uh, I've just, I remember the very first time, couple of, after a couple of uh, performances of doing it with the Star Council, by the third performance, obviously people have been, who'd come to the gigs before. I have never had people uh, light um, their lighters and put them in the air for yeah. for me. Uh, so I had that. I was like, yeah, I'm, I've made it. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they start, because that's what started to happen. When I started singing that live, straight away people start putting their lighters on. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. Yeah. That's so cute. And uh, it just made me, because, you know, because it's, it's like if people like your song and it's a dancey thing, you'll see them dancing and stuff. But if you're, if you're doing like a slow ballad, you, you know, you're thinking, oh God, are they bored? <laughs> so when, they, when, when they've got the, you know, they're doing something to let you know how much they're loving it. And that's kind of approval, isn't it, when you get the old lighter out? Yeah, it means it means a lot to an artist, I've got to say, you know, because sometimes you're up there thinking and you, you're thinking, oh my god, are they bored? Are they liking it? What's what's happening here? And uh so just getting that little bit of you know, how you say them participating and just a little bit just really helps. So yeah, I would do it and just used to love that that people's reactions when, when I sung it. And it's a beautiful song because even when I sing it, I just I transport myself into this story that started it in the first place which is again i forget the film but i just remember the feelings that i was feeling when i wrote the song so you know i love to perform it and stuff person you would most love to perform it with we do a duet with anybody on this song or just have them cover it who would you choose oh uh um duet or cover it anybody i mean <laughs> that's, that's an odd question not odd i mean odd for me to answer I, if people come to you and say, okay, we're going to get someone to cover it, who do you want us to approach? Who would you say to them? 
go go to this person. Right. Well, it could be male or female. Does anybody, it yeah. Anybody think it was suit? The song was suit. Oh, well, I think the song was suit. Anybody uh, who who's a like a, a full on singer sort of thing. Yeah. So somebody with a range, maybe. And if not, I would ask them to get Chaka Khan to sing it. <laughs> oh, I can hear that. Could you hear that? Yeah, that'd be I mean, amazing. Yeah, I mean, she'd, oh. she'd, do a, she'd do a better job than me and then I'd probably be really peeled no, off next time I've got to do it. I'm not saying that. It'd be a very unique... It'd be a great yes. Yeah. 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 And also, who else do I like? I mean, singers. I mean, I like Chaka Khan, but also, I mean, imagine somebody like, uh, I don't know, Stevie Nicks or someone like that doing it, you know? Somebody cool like that. But uh, anybody, just do it. Just do yeah, it. Just, just tell them to do it. <laughs> Songwriting royalties. Come on, line uh, uh, up. Yeah, you do it and tell them, tell them whoever that I'll come and do some, I'll come and do the BVs on it. I'll come yeah. and do those BVs. Okay. Is there <laughs> anything you would change about the song or the experience? The only thing I would change is that at that time when I was doing things, my life was I was really hustling. I was just, you know, I was working on this and working on that, and I was I was just running around. So it took me. I don't think I really enjoyed it at the time that as I do now, I was too busy hustling. Do you understand that? I was, there was so much going on and I was, you know, this doing well and now you got to do this and now you got to make the video and that. And at the time I found that all a little bit stressful. It's, it's like, be careful what you wish for because it's, it's what you need. It's what you want. You know, that's, that's what success entails. But I, I, I just, I didn't know if I was coming or going, you know, everything was a bit of a whirlwind and, you know, so as soon as you do one thing, you've got to rush off and do something else to promote it and do that. So it was slightly not as enjoyable as you'd think it was, but that doesn't take away the fact that I'm incredibly proud of it, that it's two separate things. What you make yourself feel better about is the fact that there is such a fuss about it. That's millions of people, you know, however, millions of or hundreds of people just really like this song. So you'll just run around and do whatever you need to do. If they like it, that's what you're going to do. Yeah. And if it's going to make it sell, that's what you're going to do. But now looking back and listening to, again, uh, in context with a load of other tracks that I've recorded and music that I've made over the years, different people that I've worked with, it definitely stands up on its own and uh, makes me incredibly proud, makes me really, really proud really does but also it makes me makes me a little bit um ungrateful because it's like come on where is that i'm gonna do another one like that come on where is that so maybe hey, I'm a little... don't be greedy like 99 yeah. of us never get the one all right exactly so, exactly yeah. so i've just got to take it and yes. run with it and just be grateful yeah yeah and then yeah. the final question is give three words to describe see the day to you um uh classic uh, very innocent. I think it's a very innocent kind of song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think um, how you say like a test of time kind of track. I think it's something that's going to be around for a long time or will be liked or not liked, but liked for a long time because it is, it's an old school classic. It's like an old classic. And again, just a gift from the gods. I don't know how I managed to get my name to that. But yeah, it's, it's it's it it stands out from all my other songs as well. It's just it's just all alone by itself up there doing its thing. And the other stuff that I've got, you know, it's not they're not terrible, but they're just not in the same league as See the Day. And I'll just have to get used to that. But uh, I can, <laughs> I can. Just out of interest, what is your favourite Star Council song? Uh so there's loads of them, but um, I would say. Probably shout to the top. Why? Probably shout to the top. Yeah. Uh, why? Because it's well, it's just very vibey. 
very Motown-y, very vibey, and it's a, it's, it's, it's a fun track. It's, it's, it's a really funky track, actually. I really like that one. But there are loads more, but I can't think of them right now. I've got answers. This, that was the last one I remember because I was listening to that one recently. <laughs> <laughs> Not covering it for your next album project. That'd be quite interesting. Oh, oh no, 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 no. This, the, 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 the album is all fresh, all fresh and uh, original uh, co-writes. Uh, nothing to do with the Star Council. All DC Lee material. And... Um, we will see because the Star Council were one thing, a fabulous thing, but DC Lee as a grown-up with two grandkids and now a grandson uh, artist. Yeah. yeah. Just intro- I just want to do some, uh, well, I'm just doing some stuff and we'll see. Just different vibes, but uh, lots of vibes. A little bit funky, a little bit jazz, a little bit, I wouldn't say folky, but... Um, I've just got lots of different uh, influences and it'll be interesting to see what people think of the the music, the latest music that I'll be making that will be coming out next year. I'll be interested to see how that goes down. Excellent, me too. Good luck with it. Good luck with it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about it all. And it's a a great, you know, it's a great um, opportunity again to make music and I'm absolutely loving it. So thanks to DC Lee for that interview. I really enjoyed that one. And also thanks to Jill for helping set it up. Um, you can find DC Lee at her website, dclee.com. And I believe she's still due to have music out at some point this year, so look out for that. Right, I was going to end with the Paris match, her version of Paul Weller's song. Um, it's on the B-side, you see the day. Beautiful, beautiful version, great vocal. But I, I came across this Norwegian group, the Loch Ness Mouse, have done a song called DC Lee. They've also done one called Kurt and Roland. It seems to be about two Sophia's when they got back together again, meeting up. But this song's called DC Lee, and um, listen to this. And I don't know if it is See the Day They're Dancing To, but as we've established, if it is, it'll be a waltz. Till next time, adios amigos. I hadn't really thought much about it. They're saying It seems to me You're just my type oh. When you tell me things That have been on your mind Since you last talked to me When you tell me things And she see me I 
it's only natural That I can see the day when I'm with you And you apply no force but still you manage to Make me see the day when I'm with you interest really we've been at it three years we're pretty full on done a lot of gigs a lot of records you start to grow up and other things in life take their place Mick and his girlfriend were going to have a baby and I fell in love with DC Lee basically we were dating now we've been dating for a little while we'd kept it quiet for a little while because the whole thing was if it didn't work out between us I didn't want to be known as the singer who Paul Weller was knocking off, you know. <laughs> so it was more to do with me than him, because from the, the minute we got together, he wanted to tell everybody. But I kind of didn't want to make that mistake of, especially with somebody that high profile, if it goes wrong, it's going to look really very bad. I think it was my mum, actually, who forced him into it. She said, do you love my, my daughter? I'll do anything for her, doing. Next thing you know, we're married. Yeah, so <laughs> we did get married, and, and it really was the best thing that happened to both of us. I just wanted to go and enjoy being in love we go off to Europe together. It was just a nice time, you know. He kept saying, we're too happy. We're just too happy. And it, it really was too perfect. But for me, I had no problem with the fact that we were too happy because it's what I'd always dreamed of. I've never met a man who spent more time in the bathroom than me, but it was quite comical sometimes. I never, ever bought him clothes because it was just a complete nightmare. I'd be like, honey, what do you think of this shirt? It's lovely, babe. I know you don't like it. No, it's lovely, babe. I know you don't like it. Well, tell me the truth. OK, it's the collars. <laughs> when you look at me, tell me what you see. Do you see no love at all?